asking for help isn't a one-off thing. Um, you have to keep asking for it. And sometimes you have to keep asking for the same help for months when I met with Asif and Lisa at Bahar Consulting, B-A-H-A-R Consulting. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Will Whitaker of District Home Pro. Will, it's great to have you on the show. <laughs> it's good. Thank you for having me. I'm very special. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. And you're doing some phenomenal things. So I'm super excited to kind of talk a little bit more about it. But before we jumped in, I wanted to read a little bit more about Will so you can hear about all of those awesome things that he's doing. And Will is your home inspector at District Home Pro. When you're informed about the condition of a home before buying, the odds of making a successful investment go up exponentially. That's why he's determined to make the information you need available and why he will take every step necessary to ensure that you completely understand the information he provides before you enter final negotiations with the seller. Will, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I am, sir. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So. To kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit and hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. <laughs> um, you know, I got my first thoughts about having a business when I was very young. My father was a district manager for an insurance company, and his job was literally to help people become entrepreneurs. Granted, it was all in insurance sales, but the whole point was to start um, the idea of starting a business. Mm -hmm. And when I got out of college, I went immediately into bartending because I had an essentially uh, unapplicable liberal arts degree. <laughs> um, but while I was bartending, I tried to start a laundromat business and did not succeed in that. I tried to start a bar myself and did not succeed in that. I tried to start an insurance agency and did not succeed in that. I tried to start a escape room and did not succeed in that. Um, but each one of those times I learned a little lesson along the way, which finally got me to the point where I had decided to um, learn a trade, which was home inspecting. And as soon as I saw that home inspecting was a good fit for me, I also saw that it was an opportunity to not just have a job, but also do that thing I had hoped to do all along which was own my own business. Um, so I trained at home inspecting for about three years. And then this fancy little thing happened called the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it was time for me to go out on my own. Um, and, you know, I, I did home inspecting as a job for maybe six months or so and decided that that was the point in time in which I wanted it to become a business. So I hired all of the help that I needed to start making sound business decisions. And you know, here I am with this <clears throat> growing and thriving little company now. Nice. 
the rest is, is definitely history. And I, I appreciate you talking about, you know, each of the different, you know, um, you know, startups or businesses that you had, you know, prior to this one, because I think so many times people will zoom over that and you don't hear that story and the lessons that you learned as a result of taking, you know, those steps and trying things. You know, I think so many times we, we forget about that. And I don't know if you've ever heard, heard this quote that uh, I think Robert Kiyosaki said it where he said, um, I heard nine out of 10 businesses fail. So I just started to, decided to start 10 businesses. So yeah. um, it just kind of reminds us of a failure is a lot of times where those, those secrets of success come from. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it's funny. There are lots of people who will start businesses in the same field um, and then fail. And then a field that's close to it and fail and a field that's close to it and fail, um, which, you know, people in my generation, at least grew up thinking that you were going to get a job or a career in one field and stick with it. And, you know, it took me 15 years to finally pick a field in which I could be something like successful. So it's not just being like aware that you might have to start 10 businesses. It's also being aware that you might have to try 10 different fields until you finally find one that fits for you. Yeah, I appreciate you so much for making that point. And that's absolutely true. And I think so many times in life and business, you know, we forget about that journey aspect. And not only the journey that we have, you know, in some times growing and building our businesses, but the journey we have as well, too, is finding that lane that we are going to kind of excel in is also a process when in itself. But I think so many times people will look at that process and think that it's, you know, more about like, well, I just I just appreciate the action that you took in towards in terms of doing that, because I think sometimes that was what give you that information, that feedback to know if I'm in the right lane or maybe if I need to pivot into another one. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's funny because it's also easy to think that our professional or entrepreneurial journeys are just a story about how we got into business, but they are really stories of how we became the people that we are. You know, for some people, it's a more subtle journey. But for me, um, it actually led through a period of being unhoused um, in Los Angeles. I actually lived in the parking lot outside of LAX um, near a Hotel 8 while I was um, after the, the failure of my fourth business attempt and learned a lot of personal lessons and worked on some mental health skills that I didn't have because you know, it's not just the case that starting and then having to move on to different businesses is just where your money's coming from. It's also where your heart is going. Mm. Like business journeys are primarily personal journeys. It's just incidental that the money comes with it too. Yeah, thank you so much for, you know, sharing that and being, you know, so transparent about that. And, you know, I think, again, you know, you don't you never hear of the the not so, you know, sunshiny days, yes, sometimes go on in life or in business. And I think that that's something that, you know, needs to be said a lot more in terms of people understanding that they're not alone when they're going through those struggles. Because I think when you hear um, someone that has gone through those struggles, and you see they've been able to come out on the other side, a lot of times that's a reminder to us that, you know, whatever struggle we might be going through now, it, it, if we can, you know, I guess, lean into it and, and understand it, but also to, to continue to kind of move on, there could be definitely that light at the end of the tunnel. So I appreciate you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we get into business with each other, you know, try to learn from each other as you're trying to, you know, help other people learn from the experience of small business CEOs, you also have to 
know, like, and trust the person that you're learning the lessons from. And, you know, if you really do see yourself, see your business story as part of your story, it's a lot easier to show people that you are trustworthy. So I, you know, I'm very frank with people about the things that I've gone through, especially the period of time in which I was unhoused, because I am actually a home inspector. (laughs) So the perspective that I have on homes is, you know, not the sort of perspective that someone who spent their lives doing construction has. It's not the perspective that a real estate agent has. It's not a, the perspective that, you know, even the buyers have. It's like, I really do have a different light that I bring to a situation so that when I'm talking to a buyer, the sorts of things that I raise with them are kind of more fundamental questions than, you know, what's this investment going to look like for me? It's like, what is this building going to do for me? Yeah, absolutely. And I think so many times I, I say in business, we forget about that human aspect of business. So I appreciate you for for, for talking about that and, and bringing that to light. But you're absolutely right where um, I think being able to have those different perspectives, what I like to call secret sauces and, and that unique um, way to kind of look at things is what kind of sets you apart. And a lot of that is an extension of our story and what it is that we do. So um, I, I know you, you, I touched on it and you did as well, too, about you know your process and what you do. Um, could you touch on a little bit more about that? But also, do you feel like that what you just talked about is what you consider to be your secret sauce. Um, You know, it is uh, at least one of them. Um, I have another one that I'm actually pretty proud of as well. Mm -hmm. But um, that first kind of secret sauce is something that I know about homes that a lot of people don't really think about. That a home is a tool and it's a sophisticated tool, but it's a tool that we came up with, you know, in time immemorial to help us regulate our body temperature Mm. like humans it like you it's rainy here in the dmv and uh dirt in where you and i are crash right um and you know historically getting wet was dangerous Mm. if you didn't have a place to stay dry and stay warm um if you got wet or if you got cold your life was in danger so we started having houses. It's what allowed people to start living further north. It's what allowed people to start living in deserts is you could control your body temperature, which is what our homes do. And as we have progressed as a species, we've come up with more and more sophisticated ways to make staying inside of our homes more appealing. We've added plumbing, we've added electricity so that we can add heat and we can add entertainment and we can store our stuff reliably inside. And we came up with insulation and ways to ventilate that just makes being in a home better for us, keeps us inside. Um, but each one of those systems comes with consequences that are specifically bearing upon what it's like to help us regulate our body temperature. Um, so there are these weird effects that happen in homes where um, condensation starts to accumulate in places and heat and moisture start to accumulate in places. So when I look at a home and I'm trying to talk to someone about the things that I think need to be done in their home to make it more livable for them, I'm not looking to them and talking to them about building code. I'm looking at them and talking to them about what makes this house a useful tool. Definitely appreciate that. And I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? 
So I'm going to go ahead and um, call out the um, person who I've spoken to the most, who's helped me the most. His name is Asif Chowdhury and his uh, assistant, Lisa Wilson at Bahar Consulting. B-A-H-A-R Consulting. Everyone should look them up and hire them. Um, they are um, business advisors that have helped me move from someone who knew about home inspecting and had ideas about businesses um, to someone who has the knowledge and tool set um, to make business decisions. Um, you know, because you have to do what you do best and then pay for the rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, would you consider that to also be maybe a CEO nugget, which is kind of like a word of wisdom or piece of advice? I often say it might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would kind of tell your younger business self as well. Is it to be able to, to be open and asking for help? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> it's to be able to ask for help again. Mm. Um, you know, it asking for help isn't a one-off thing. Um, you have to keep asking for it. And sometimes you have to keep asking for the same help for months when I met with Asif and Lisa at Bahar Consulting, B-A-H-A-R Consulting. Um, I, they told me the same thing for about, you know, two months. Don't forget to market. Don't forget to work. Don't forget to market. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you have to ask for the right lessons over and over and over again until you get them right. Absolutely. And so um, I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So, Will, what does being a CEO mean to you? <laughs> um, oh, man, what would being a CEO mean to me? You know, it, just from the history that I have, it's, you know, becoming who you are. You know, the, there, the, I forget who said it but people always tell you who they are and all you have to do is listen. Mm. Um, when you are becoming a, when, you know, when you're starting to run a business, starting to head a team, starting to make decisions, the things that you have to do to be successful are things where you are actualizing the person that you are. You know, you're deciding how you're going to treat the people in your life. You're deciding how you're going to value yourself in front of others. You're deciding how you want to present yourself. And that's really, you know, becoming you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Sure. sure. Um, so right now, we are working on bringing on and training new team members. So we always like to have opportunities to see new faces and have our new faces get seen. Um, we're easiest to look up and find information about at districthomepro.com, all one word. Um, and our business phone number is 202-941-9911. So if you are looking for a home in the area and you need to understand the um, ins and outs of it so that you can make good decisions on offers that you're going to make or if you're going to make good decisions about what the negotiations that you're going to make about the home look up uh, district home pro um, and understand your home and invest with confidence 
Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much, Will. To make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with uh, you and your team. And, and I truly appreciate you for, for talking about, you know, the journey and, and becoming, you know, as we said, we talked about as well, too. I think that we sometimes can forget about that process. We always want to jump to the finish line, but sometimes the joy is in the present and becoming, you know, whoever we are and whatever our organizations will be. So thank you so much again, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.